Welcome everyone to CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm here today with Austin Wild, a TA at Queen's University. How are you doing, Austin? Uh, not too bad there, Joel. Thanks so much for uh, having me on here. I appreciate it. All right, well, uh, why don't you tell us a little, about, a little bit about yourself, uh, what you kind of do uh, at Queen's, anything you want anyone to know? Right, yeah. So I'm a teaching assistant. So I, um, well, I mean, I've went, been at Queen's University for about five years. I showed up during the year 2015, 2016 for my first year. I was in a general arts program that went into a history major, classical studies minor and business certificate university for about five years i was with the rugby program for a good amount of time for that i let's see oh well that was unfortunately until i uh, had a few injuries like broke, breaking a leg and a bunch of other stuff like that i have been at queen's also doing the history program the classical program for my minor and a business certificate so i've been kind of around the block uh, to say the least i think so yeah i got a lot of different things there kind of yeah. going all the way around queen's Ah, well, what can I say? You know, it's like, uh, you know, if you're there for five years, you might as well just um, make the most of it, I guess, for your bachelors. Um, well, I'm back for a sixth year, so <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. I, I mean, six years, it's a fair amount of time to spend in one place, but I mean, it's life, a good time. Like I <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, um, it's kind of funny, actually, because um, I remember this one story of talking to a couple of my friends and uh, one of my teachers, actually. And a lot of jokes they're saying were that um, that the teacher was saying, hey, at the end of the day, you should go to school so you could uh, get out of here and make a lot of money. And we all just looked at him and said, well, you came back, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so um, I feel like that. I feel like I'm going to school just to stay at school. And I don't mind that at the moment. It's kind of fun. <laughs> wrong with it. You get to get that student student living for why not? You know, it's, yeah. it's uh you know, you can't go wrong with Queens. I mean, I know everything's kind of weird at the moment, but it's, you know, it's definitely a community. And I, um, and I love the fact that people can experience that. Uh, but right at the moment with COVID and everything, I know it's kind of harder for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, uh, that also kind of gets segues into the next point. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, you said you were a TA, uh, you were my TA last semester. Uh, oh. Yeah, if anybody wants to take the Crusades history course, great course. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, uh, um, right. So, I guess, like, with regards to that, so, um, like, uh, part of being a teaching assistant I really like is that, well, it is a very rewarding experience. So, uh, with regards to just marking a bunch of papers, that it's very, especially, let's say, I guess, during these weird times with COVID, it's your marking a lot of papers of people that you can't really put a face to a name and it's kind of sad because uh with in-person classes you actually get to meet the people that you are marking and some people that are marking those papers may feel a little uncomfortable let's say putting the face to the name because you're trying to be as uh objective as possible but at the same time you're formatting that relationship that somebody is writing a paper they're trying to improve they're not just a statistic that you're kind of checking off a list. So it's very rewarding making those established relationships and making sure that I'm not just giving you a, a solid fair mark. I'm also giving you tools to use for next time and how to improve uh, overall as a person that's writing. And because uh, as, as you know, like, nothing's more cathartic than writing a paper and then getting a solid pat on the back for saying you did a good job. Yeah, it's also, it's nice to meet with your TAs as well, just because 
you also don't know the face of your TA. So it's like you say you get a bad mark, then you'd be like, oh, this on, ominous figure just gave a C. But if you actually <laughs> know the person, they say, oh, well, when I came to you, you were yeah, man, like this is what you did wrong and this is how you can improve it. So it's, it's important to go and meet with your TA because it allows you to get that feedback that isn't just written down. It's actually communicated to you face to face. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I know a few people that are less open like I am. So I know people that are less comfortable with that. And that's, uh, that's fine. It's just that I think that speaking to people about something like this uh, is, uh, makes some people more uncomfortable than others. And I think that is actually another thing about TAs that, uh, or being a teaching assistant that is really great uh, to learn as somebody who's going into it. You're learning how to give criticism, but also explain criticism and a few other things like that. So I think that um, for some people, they're a bit more sensitive. They're not quite used to that, but I think that it's great that they're learning how to do, to be fair as well with regards to that, so. Yeah, absolutely, it's a great skill to learn, uh, being able to, receive criticism but it's it's not about getting attacked it's about constructive criticism and it's it's helping you improve and it's helping the ta improve because they're learning how they can help you but it's mm -hmm. also helping the student because they're able to learn you know how to write properly if they're not writing properly and no one ever tells them they're going to keep doing that and mm -hmm. they're going to keep getting the same grade oh totally yeah and it's just uh and the thing is, like, over time, maybe not a lot of people really get this, but as the courses get harder, uh, as time goes on, um, your writing skills have to change with it. Because when you come out of high school, you have this expectation you're going to get um, 80 to 90 percent uh, grade papers, etc. Uh, you have to temper yourself for that, because there you are know, some people that come out of, you know, their high school and they come in with these extremely well versed paragraphs and essays arguments that make them get you know 80s and 90s right out of the gate but that's not the case for everybody in case i think most people actually have a solid dip so with me i was writing papers that were in the 80s and 90s all the time but i was shocked when i got papers that were in the 60s and the 70s so like low 70s like barely passing from my opinion and um what happened was that i needed to take the step up meet people meet professors and trade changed my um my writing style to fit the needs of the program because if i couldn't adapt i wouldn't do well and suffer for it and it'd make me feel like not a successful student and make me feel like i'm not a, a, an effective student and you know and i think that contributes to people's mental health and a few other things like that so <laughs> yeah being able to adapt to uh to overcome adversity, whether it be with a grade or, or anything else is important, is an important skill to have. And uh, as you said, like some, to some students, maybe a TA is this big, scary person that they've never met and they think that they've never gone through what they're going through. But as you said, like you went through it, like you went through an undergrad too. You had to work with TAs, you had to work with professors to, to change your writing style. And that's hmm. important for people to understand that TAs aren't your enemy. They're your friends. Exactly. It's just that I'm, um, I know for a fact that um, a lot of people, even though like they are TAs themselves, it's like sometimes they're not used to, uh, you know, dealing with that, uh, that kind of interaction or like, I, it's funny because I think some people view that as a confrontation when in reality it's, it's not, it's just people meeting people and talking. And um, so the thing is like with being I myself am a graduate student, so I went, I 
graduated technically this year. I mean, well, quote, hard quotes, uh, technically with, um, um, with COVID and everything like that, it just sort of got delayed a little bit, but what made me want to become TA actually is that it was, um, it was kind of an option, but at the same time it was something that you had to do as part of my funding package. So I applied for my master's and the TA position was actually open to me from the start because I'm a graduate student and I applied. With regards to it, I checked it online from what I can tell under the human resources tab of the Queen's website. It said that um, if you're going to be a teaching assistant, you have to be at the graduate level. I don't know if there's any uh, undergrad positions that are like official in the way that let's say a, a teaching assistant is. Um, but from what I can tell, it's uh, the process was really straightforward. It was just part of my funding package for being a master's student. And it was part of my offer. I definitely said yes, because I love um, teaching. And I also loved the way that it was structured. So they gave me a contract. I filled it out. You have to do it every single time with the professor just to say, I'm going to do A, B, C, D, F, G for you. And yeah, it's, it's fairly straightforward. You're just, um, it's like a gig. You're just given a contract, you sign and you do your time. Yeah, that's a, it sounds pretty straightforward. You know, it's a fun, it's a fun gig to have, I, I would assume, uh, from what I've heard from you. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the process of becoming one seems pretty straightforward. But uh, mm-hmm. with that being said, what are, is there any struggles of being a TA? Like, would you say anything in regards to that? Uh, so that kind of segues a little bit like to when we were originally talking about it. So it all depends on the person, right? So the thing is, with being a TA, it kind of, it puts into your mind that you actually have to take the initiative on being a teacher. So for, so people that are a TA, the base requirements are that you just go through your undergrad and you graduate and you have a, an undergraduate degree. So that's fine. It's just that there's no requirements or from what I can tell, no preference uh, based around, let's say uh, people that have interacted with students in the past that have had an experience educate in education. Um, and I think that it's kind of tough because uh, keep in mind, this is my experience within the arts and science program. So TA, teaching assistants can be different within business. They can be different in engineering. Uh, I'm not hundred percent certain. This is specifically within arts. I, so I uh, say that the struggles are that I don't really know if some people are going into this and, they are ready to teach. I don't know if they're ready to take criticism. I don't know if they feel comfortable talking to people the way we're talking, you know, and face-to-face, uh, mano y mano, as they say. And um, because, you know, I, all you need to do is just put your time in, get a degree, come out, get a gig, and um, mark papers. And there can be some parts of that that people aren't prepared for, and it can lead to... Uh, issues I think of escalating conflict without meaning to or it can lead to some immaturity I'm not saying that people are immature in general it's just more like uh, if somebody's really frustrated about a grade they got and they're yelling at somebody some people might have not have the mindset to say okay let's calm down let's try to go back to square one they might start yelling at them again but I'm not saying that for anybody it's just more like I'm thinking the back of my head that that's if you're a master student you can struggle you know it's not just the fact that you went through your degree and you had a solid time it's more like you're kind of expected to uh, do things a particular way and uh, it's a pretty okay the process though you can delegate a lot to the professor if need be but there's um it's um 
it's definitely a communicative kind of job. And I don't know if everybody is naturally good at teaching or, um, or somebody is as uh, it's a communicative role. And if, and it's kind of a, it's a tough gig if you haven't, or if, if you haven't before, or if you have in the past um, dealt with people and human resources and stuff like that. So, sorry, that was a rather long-winded answer. <laughs> I just, <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> no, so it's, it's important for people to have uh, some experience and some background and uh, in teaching. And it's, and it's a lot of difficulty comes with, uh, say, becoming a TA if you mm-hmm. haven't had that. It's, it's, it's important to have experience in any walk of life, just because uh, if you have that experience, you know where to draw from and set a precedent. So important question, why do you think most students don't visit with their TAs? I think it ultimately comes down to a mixture of reaction, I suppose. It's kind of like, when, when students kind of come in during their first year, they're going in and they have no idea what they're doing, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest. Some people might have a better idea than others, but most of the time there's a lot of experiences that they haven't had and they haven't really had a chance to navigate everything yet. That's That comes later with time. So with regards to why students don't visit with their TAs, I think that there's a there's maybe a couple things like some parts that could be on the students uh, not being experienced with going up to um, a figure that is a professor or a teacher and saying, Hey, do you mind if you get a, what do you think of this? Should I change this? That's a very proactive student. And I don't think they're used to going to other older students to get that same kind of experience. There might also be a, a little bit of a case of arrogance. Like if you're going into your high school and you get 80s and 90s, you're not used to being told you need to do better. You're being told like, hey, like you did okay, and that's great, you know, pat on the back. Um, You're not going into the university thinking you need more help. You're going in thinking you're going to kill it, and then you get taken down a notch, and then you get taken another down a notch, and it's just sort of like you're experiencing this, if I want to be honest, mental crisis where you're thinking, Am I really worth anything? What the heck is going on? And some people double down. Some people just grind it out and uh, they don't get help. But that's kind of a rougher road. That's why I recommend that um, everyone should go to a TA. I don't think that there's any reason why that they shouldn't do that. Um, Aside from the fact that they might get inconclusive information. So there might be cases where you go to a TA and they're, like I said, they're totally um, not used to talking with other people. And uh, There might be situations where you hear horror stories from other faculties, but you have to understand that uh, teaching assistants are faculty specific. So what you hear from a teaching assistant in marketing is not going to be the exact same thing for teaching assistant in social history and vice versa. Because they're completely different styles, different types of paper writing, different expectations, etc. It's just that when you're going in that first year, you don't know that. And that's okay. Uh, Part of meeting with a teaching assistant is that um, you want to get that information. Um, I think also another reason why people don't like visiting with TAs is that I think there's an inherent uh, risk in their head that if they go see a TA, that's not the person that marked their paper. Or if they go to a TA, they're not going to get the results that they're expecting. And quite frankly, all that comes down to is you need to establish what you want to say. So you go to a teaching assistant and say, hey, I got a 60% of this paper. I don't know who marked this can I please have a meeting with the person that marked my paper? And that's, that's fine. Uh, because um, there's mostly situations where some people that are speaking to you during those teaching assistant office hours, aren't the 
aren't the people that mark your paper. And that can happen. You know, it's not all the time, but it can. So just know that you can specifically say, I want to talk to the person that marked my paper. I want to ex explicitly talk about this. I would like to know specifically what to do for that. You know, like, for example, like, I mean, you and me, like I, you reached out to the prof and even though I, I actually messed up because I'll completely admit this. I completely screwed up with regards to um, me and Joel's meeting because Joel sent an email it got sent straight to my junk mail by mistake. I, so I didn't even notice it. And he was asking a question. He was trying to hunt me down for a week and a half. And I felt terrible because I didn't see it. <laughs> so he went to the, the upper professor um, and the professor reamed me out because he's like, what the heck? Why did you wait so long? And I was just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't notice. <laughs> and, but no worries. I made it up to, uh, to Joel. I pretty much gave him a lot of information. I did my best to kind of help him out with his paper writing in general. So, and uh and that, so like, that's my point though. Like, you know, TAs are people as well. We can make mistakes as well. Um, I have no problem myself saying that I messed up and I try to make up for it. And I think that uh, sometimes those students just don't know what to expect from the TAs. And that is, that's really just something you got to do by exposure. I think it's also something that's made easier by knowing exactly what you want to talk about and how you want to talk about it as well. And just making sure that you have a clear list in your head, like, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk about my paper. What else? Just make sure that you kind of give yourself maybe 15, 20 minutes on your head just to jot down every single point in detail you want to discuss. And if you do that, you're going to have a phenomenal experience with your teaching assistant because they, you guys won't be strangers. You'll be uh, business partners. You know, you got to think of it that way. All right. You're producing a good product. You have to go in with a, solid idea and the better the more planning the better essentially is what it is and um and there we go that's that's what i recommend with people that are nervous and they don't go to tas i think that um they're just people at the end of the day and it's okay to say that i'm not good at everything i mean i know that i remember i was younger once so i was uh um I, I was like 17, 18, and I thought I had everything, um, you know, on my shoulders and I was ready to go. But, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's uh, it's more than okay just to admit that uh, that you've gotten taken down a notch and you're ready to push forward. It's, uh, yeah, sorry. That was long-winded as well. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no worries. Um, no, I really like the, the part where you said about how TAs are people too. They can make mistakes, but they're also there they're they're highly educated people they're there to help you that's why they're assistants like they're there to assist you so it might be nerve-wracking to go in but if you have take 15 minutes write down exactly what you want to say because they can't read your mind they can't be like okay you didn't say this so how can i respond to that but just go in prepared don't be nervous they're the 99 percent of the time they'll be nice people mm -hmm. and They'll, they'll help you out. They'll try their best to help you out. And if they can't help you out, they'll most likely will give you resources that can help you. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's, ex that's exactly what I was trying to get at. That's very, very, very true. Yeah. Um, actually I have a question for you though, man. Like, uh, would you say that, um, um, cause like, I remember like you and I having a good conversation, um, with that meeting, you said that I was one of the few people that were TAs that were able to, uh, give you not only, not only give you good feedback, but also give you good resources and, uh, techniques to use for further papers like uh, um, do you personally find like that's um, there's a reason for why that's kind of rare or do you think that you feel uh, that um, 
like is there a reason why yourself like someone who's younger like you know you're a second year student um that you feel like you can't go to a ta because like this is my side of the you know as a teaching assistant i see no problem but i also get from somebody who's younger they may not feel compelled to want to visit like do you have anything you want to weigh in with that or not really yeah, there's a, I would say there's a few points why I don't visit TAs often. One is just time. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm starting to make time for it, but you know, first year, sec, uh, first semester, second year, I was just kind of didn't care too much about my studies. So I would, uh, I, I didn't want to go in and see how far behind I was, and mm. kind of not get reamed out. But you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want it to be real. So mm-hmm. I just kind of did the second option that you said. I just kind of like grinded instead of going to see a TA for help. Yeah. Um, and then there's also a history of just, you know, I had one T I had one TA in first year in my warfare in the ancient world class that mm-hmm. every Thursday I would go and she would, I would sit down with her and we would run through the entire unit and it was mm-hmm. great TA amazing. And I've had mm-hmm. some other TAs that just, you know, didn't help me out or didn't want to help me out. And Hold on, do you say warfare in the ancient world? Yeah. With, um, oh, who's the professor for that? That guy. Um, I think it, it, it Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kolaviki. Yeah. I was in that class. Were you? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was, I needed some extra units. So I was, uh, that was my fifth year of uni and I was in that class. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That was an awesome class. I love that class. <laughs> It was great. Yeah. So I think I know exactly what, what you mean by like, um, by the person you're trying to talk with. So you were, um, so basically you're trying to go to that teaching assistant and just, you kept on getting conflicting information, was it? Or I just want to confirm. Uh, not in Warfare in the Ancient World. Warfare in the Ancient World, I would, I would go to her and I'd just be like, okay, I don't understand anything. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's run through this, please. And she would just sit down for, because no one visited during her office hours. So I would be the only one going and mm-hmm. you just talk for an hour straight about just the entire unit and she just break down the entire thing explain everything and then go on tangents because she's a gra- she's a grad student she knows so much information so she would just and i would learn more than what was in the course which was awesome oh man that's that's so great i mean i also remember like i was just getting so amped up actually because um you know history major like classical studies minor and all that stuff like and that was my fifth year, right? So I was like older than most of the kids, like five years. So I was going in there and I just felt like a teaching assistant myself. And I was just like, oh, everybody, I know young children. And I just remember like studying for it by watching 300 and a bunch of other scenes like that. And I was just like, oh man, that was just, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's another thing too. I mean, like people keep on thinking about getting in there for the, the sum result when one of the classes should be fun, you know, I mean, or fun in a way that's like satisfying, you know, you're going in there to learn and you're also going in there to like um, uh, understand new things. And you're also going in there to kind of just create a better product. You know, you're kind of just, you're going in there for the sake of progressing yourself. You know, you're not necessarily, you shouldn't go into it and thinking, what am I doing here? It's that's you, you shouldn't have to do that in your head. You should, um, or at least you should give yourself a chance and not be so hard on yourself. I recommend that actually going to teaching assistant is uh, part of helping that uh, process, I think. And, uh, you know, I mean, no, don't be harsh on a TA, but it's like, if you need a hand and you feel confused, you know, teaching assistant is there to help out too. You know, we're not, um, we're not just there to help out with work. I think we're also, we're also there to help out with, um, 
with students' needs, um, even social work needs, I think. I think that's totally fine. Well, like, we're pit bosses. Think of that, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to think about it. Just TAs are there to help and more than just mm -hmm. boosting your grade. They're there to help mm -hmm. from multiple ways. Mm -hmm. um, and that's important for people to know because a lot of people think, oh, this guy is just marking, or this guy or whoever is marking my paper and I got a bad grade why do you give me a bad grade? And that's the only thing people think about TAs, but they do so much more than just that. Yeah, it's a very transactional approach, isn't it? Like when you think about it, it's like, I got bad mark. I scared. <laughs> I want to. <laughs> it's like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like always like to say, treat a teaching assistant as a, as you know, like as if you're working with them, you know, it's a job and because it is a job for teaching assistants. We get paid to do this. Um, or at the graduate level, it's not a volunteer position. It's we get paid. It's our job to help. So um, I actually find it rather sad half the time because I um, because you were the only student that reached out to me, and I don't know like if any other teaching assistants actually got mess reached out um, by more than a couple students. Like, and so there's definitely people that are not quite comfortable taking that approach, maybe. But I think that it's got to be hammered into their head quick, quite quickly that it's a working experience. You know, it's a working relationship too. If I'm going to be honest, uh, I might shoot myself in the foot here, but I think that um, even though I think sometimes professors don't make that clear and that's okay. I mean, I think that's a lot of it's down to individual um, individual initiative on the student to go and meet with their professors, meet with their uh, TAs, et cetera. But I think sometimes that a lot of professors can be a little jaded because some students just don't care and they're just there to get the mark and leave. But there are other students that want to meet and do some stuff like that. So I think that making a really solid point by, uh, by higher authorities just to say, maybe even one class to say, hey, these teaching assistants are here to help out. Please talk with them and um, et cetera. I'd actually almost like um, a couple of my friends have been talking about it a little bit and we even talked about how it might be beneficial to have a participation mark of meeting with teaching assistants or a professor as part of the grade. Like you get a 5% participation mark by going to meet people. And I think that's a really easy grade to have. You just have to make sure that you, you know, meet and that way you're able to kind of start a healthy relationship with these people that are supposed to help out. I kind of thought that that's not a bad idea, you know, just 5% easy, go to see somebody, talk to them about some stuff. And if you want to keep coming back and forth, they're there. And I think that's a, that's not a bad idea. And I wish more people were uh, open to that maybe, but. Yeah. Or even like a bonus grade, because I mean, some people don't feel like they have time to go meet them or something. So if it's woven into the course that some people might have a negative connotation from that, but even if it's like a bonus mark, then people that's an incentive to, to, you know, get a better grade. Like say so you get a 5% bonus for meeting yeah. three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I don't see a reason why you shouldn't want to do that. I mean, that's um, because in the real business world, like you know, this is one of the things I always like to do is like I like treating it like a real job. You're rewarded for wanting to keep talking to your um, work colleagues. You're rewarded for trying to uh, put the work in. You know, like because um, school is also a job. You know, it's fun, but it's also and it's a time period to explore and do other things, but. It's as much as a job as, let's say, going to work at a bar or something like that. It's uh, you're putting hours in, you're getting hours out, and you're getting results. And it's um, 
I don't think there's a reason why you shouldn't want to uh, reward that kind of behavior or at least have it set, have the options set in stone because um, some people just don't know that getting rewarded for um, showing up and keeping putting the work in is not necessarily an expectation anymore. You know, it's like, uh, I think that it can be very, very helpful, but that's just me at least. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Just, it's a helpful thing that could come out yeah. of it. Sorry to cut in here, folks. That's the half an hour mark. So the scoop is over for today. But the rest of this interview with Austin Wilde will be coming on Monday at 4.30 when the scoop returns. So if you want to keep hearing more about TAs and how much they help students, then tune in at 4.30 on Monday. Have a great rest of your week, folks. And thank you for listening in to CFRC 101.9 FM. Good afternoon, everyone, and thanks for listening in to CFRC 101.9. This is the second half of my interview with Austin Wilde, a teaching fellow here at Queen's University. Let's give it a listen. Mm-hmm. You're talking um, about the beneficial side, but yeah. uh, a little more negative, but also kind of positive. But mm-hmm. I, I know many students who, like my friends and other students, have voiced displeasure with a lack of assistance on the part of some TAs. And Mm -hmm. what would you say to those TAs who don't think it's exactly their job to assist students? Well, okay. Um, So with regards to those uh, teaching assistants, I wanna really just make it clear that um, every single kind of experience could be different depending on which it is. So if it's explicit within the history department, and there's enough complaints, then, you know, students can go and just uh, talk to the professor and say, hey, uh, we think that the teaching assistants aren't doing a great job. Or, you know, you there's there can be people that feel like that they're stuck and they can go to the proper authorities. Now, um, I'm not saying that you should go like to the department head or anything like that. No, I mean, I recommend doing the proper channels, talking to the professor first and give them a chance to like, let him or her, like the professor, a chance to, talk with the teaching assistants and seeing what's going on because kind of like you you kind of just don't want to like go straight to the top source in that regard like you want to you if you want to like have a good mark and you want a healthy relationship I recommend going to the professor if you feel like that you're stuck and if you feel like several people are stuck within that grade I recommend going to the prof as well now with regards to lack of assistance like I said I think it's ultimately down to how some teaching assistants aren't necessarily expected to, um, or like don't even know how to provide help. And that's one of the reasons why I was kind of a little, a little bit critical of the idea that all you have to do in order to be a teaching assistant is you just have to show up, you have to have a, a graduate, you're, you're going to do your graduate degree and you are now a TA and for a professor. And that's okay, it's just that, um, that sometimes teaching assistants don't really know how to voice uh, their opinions or in beneficial ways. Um, when I was when I was growing up, actually, I was working at, uh, at a place called Beastie Ferries. So that's the um, that's kind of this crown corporation on the west coast that deals with the ferry traffic. And one of the things you had to do was that over the phone you'd have to coordinate ferry traffic between point A and point B. And you'd always have to kind of with me at least, I always had to kind of talk about okay, you have to get from this point to that point 
but there is probably two dozen to three dozen different types of people that kind of had different ways of let's say wanting getting their needs met in their specific way so i had to change my voices i had to change tactics and i had to be blunt sometimes i had to be kind and uh retreated on other times and i think sometimes people just don't have those experiences or that just general work experience to kind of draw upon when they're being confronted by somebody that said you did a bad job why did you give me a bad mark and i think it can also be extremely anxiety inducing and that and the thing is like that's one of the reasons why i like the idea of making sure you have a planned out uh, page so that you as well as the teaching assistant can come together as a um and have like a solid working a work relationship based around a work discussion you know rather than um reacting towards a negative grade alone now um so uh, but to answer the real question now like what would you say to TAs who don't think it's their job to assist students um the answer is that it is their job to assist students um because they're literally getting paid to do that <laughs> it's their it's their gig you know they it's not a volunteer position like um at least what i'm doing so as to, as regards to, let's say to what level they help uh, i think that optional kind of behavior is like I said, I think that comes down to inexperience on their own, um, on their own side, on their, like, and that's their thing. I recommend that um, for teaching assistants that don't really uh, feel comfortable or they don't really, if they own, because it's hard to admit, you know, it's hard to admit that you're maybe not very good at that kind of thing, like, you know, or that's an area of work that you're not quite good at. So I recommend that you make it clear to the uh, students that, hey, if you want to meet, I prefer to meet in person uh, at a coffee shop so we can chat and make it casual that way. Or uh, I prefer meeting online over the uh, over the phone, uh, FaceTime, where we have all this information down. It's like, I recommend that as TAs, you should just kind of think, how can I help this person outside of what, I'm, what the bare minimum is? Because the bare minimum can be very limiting, you know, and that's why I felt like it was really fair for me to like kind of go above what I was expected to do with uh, you at least and kind of provide extra steps and pieces of information to use for other papers because I think that's uh, I think that's more than fair, especially with um, with how you're expected to help students more than just like expected to get your quota done. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a it's a great thing to hear just there's some people that just want to hit that quota, want to do the bare minimum, but it's also inhibiting them from growing as a person by helping others. And mm -hmm. it also, do, it, it, it inhibits the, uh, the student as well because they're not getting the help they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think at the end of the day, it's like as a student, that's also on their part just to say, hey, I need help. I would like to keep talking with you. And if I can't get help from you, I'm going to go to the professor and they, you guys can have a chat. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's totally part of the gig. I mean, like, like I got slightly chastised for what I did, but it wasn't bad. It was just more like, please talk to this person right now. And I'm like, Oh boy, my mistake. And, and that's, that's easy. You know, it's not like there does, world war three doesn't have to start because of a disagreement over a paper. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, yeah. So don't be afraid as students that you're going to get into trouble talking to TAs or even, like talking to the professor about perhaps getting it looked at again so and that's fine just make sure that you are very clear about it and people will do our people will do our very best to make sure we can try to fix it if you can't then we'll uh, just keep uh, try to keep doing it in a way that uh, will make those people help you because that's our job that's it <laughs> awesome 
Yeah. Now it's time for the most important question, at least for a lot of students. How do you stay consistent and or objective in your marking? Sure. So how I stay consistent is that there's a rubric or a series of points that the prof is expecting. So there's a lot of instructions that the professor gives to the teaching assistants. So uh, one of our jobs is to mark papers. So our job is to just get a uh, an allotment of papers via name. So for example, I think I had uh, your name was um, between I think H to S or something around there. So, um, but you know, they divide it up by alphabetical order and you start marking those papers. And those papers are marked via instruction by the professor. And he or she would basically say, okay, I want you to make sure you're following X rules. You have to follow this objection, um, uh, be as objective as possible. And uh, you have to always show your work. You have to always show your reasoning because um, part of the feedback I showed you well, what, the, one of the things I showed you at first was just the rubric, and I submitted that to OnQ, and the professor was looking and he said, yep, that looks fine, and he uh, approved it at the time. And where you were kind of confused was like, you were, you felt like that some of the information was a little vague. So when you asked me if you could talk to me again, I showed you a document actually of all the comments I made. So it's, um, part of it is that sometimes you're, um, as a, if you're expected to post some of the word information with all those extra comments, uh, you can. I think that that's just available by request though. So um, the fact that you messaged me and you asked, hey, what kind of feedback, uh, I need this feedback. I need to make sure I'm doing well on this. Where did I go wrong? And I just show you the document with all the line by line by line stuff that I felt like that you uh, need to work on. So like I was, ex I, I, I was trying to be extremely specific with that kind of stuff. So, but just know that they, at the end of the day, it's the professor's final say, like uh, if the professor says, yep, this rubric looks okay, the mark looks okay. And they publish it and we're, we're, we're going off of what the professor, uh, professor is expecting of us, if that makes sense. So, and that's how we stay objective. It's ultimately up to the professor's choice at the end of the day. And the professor can tell us as assistants that hey you didn't good you did not do a good job on here you need to check this again you didn't do a good job here you're a little harsh there and it's that's essentially how the work is divided you know it's um the professor is the um is the person that maintains uh the um the consistency of the marking just to make sure everything is smooth if that makes sense yeah, no, it makes complete sense. Just uh, you stay objective, just stick to the rubric and the professor, whatever the, pro really whatever the professor says is what you're going to follow, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, at the end of the day, if you're like, uh, if you needed more specific kind of information, you can always just ask like, hey, did um, any of the teaching assistants uh, do, let's say, a line by line kind of thing? Or if you feel like that a couple sentences were ridiculed for no reason, you can say, hey, can I talk to the teaching assistant that did this? I would like to see all the comments they made. And that's that's fine. I mean, because your paper, I mean, our job is to edit and look at it and be very objective. I mean, uh, that was actually one of the processes that I did. So uh, I think everyone, every other teaching assistant has a different way of doing it specifically. But I look at every paper, I do a line by line, and I make uh, I highlight all the comments, I write a few notes here and there. And then afterwards, I kind of do a summarize and um, summary at the very bottom. And I copy paste that sum summarization and I put it into the uh, into the uh, on cue uh, comment section. So that's the section where uh, you see immediately 
oh, you did an okay job, but there could be more effort here, blah, blah, blah. And um, that's, that's kind of how I do it. I, I know there's some other people that do it in different ways, uh, but that's really just down to the type of workload that they have. So, um, but yeah, and uh, just know that's, uh, just know that for a fact that you can always hold a teaching assistant uh, accountable just to check about grades. And if you're really curious about particular information, that that kind of information is going to be available on request and they should be because, well, a representative of both the professor as well as Queens uh, or any institution you represent. So it's totally okay. Like if a student wants to see like the work you've done just to justify your mark, then they can ask it. And that's, that's totally okay. I, I don't see a reason why that should be a, a not okay um, kind of thing. Just know that you can be a pain in the neck. And, and if you feel like you're being a pain in the neck, that's, it's not necessarily a terrible thing. We'll call you out on it. But at the same time, it's like, you can ask if you did a good, um, you can definitely ask how you feel like uh, um, the teaching assistant felt justified in the mark that uh, they gave. So, all right. And yeah. I guess this comes down to the final question, because he gave me a sheet of uh, questions here. Yeah. Uh, if you could get one idea across your students, what would it be? Um, uh, that's definitely, um, I think at the end of the day, I've talked to, I've always come around back to it, but I've always uh, kind of linked it back to how be, uh, being a teaching assistant isn't necessarily a gig that should be considered as a transactional experience. It's part of that. All right. It, it definitely is. You know, you're, you're, you go in, you talk to a teaching assistant and you're ultimately wanting to get a better mark. All right. That's easy to kind of write as a formula on a piece of paper, but at the end of the day, it's much, it's much more healthier to treat it like a working business relationship. Learn their names, uh, know, talk to them a little bit about them, understand what their likes or dislikes are, um, get a coffee with them and talk about um, schoolwork. You know, it doesn't, not everything has to be done in a classroom setting and not everything has to be done so haphazardly that you feel like that, oh no, I got a bad mark. I need to react and I need to go to the teaching assistant and demand a better grade that's it's part of that but it's far more healthy to uh just go up introduce yourself first day of class and just talk and that way you're more likely to ferment a healthier business relationship and you're far more likely to get uh, far better feedback than just meeting somebody you don't know that's basically a stranger to you and essentially you demanding that you want a better grade and that's okay i mean just know that teaching assistants their job is to help you with your work. Our, our job is literally to mark, give you a decent grade, give you feedback, as well as tips to use for other papers. And uh, with regards to, um, let's say, if you hear horror stories, that's, um, that, that's okay. That's just ultimately down to other students or other uh, teaching assistants that had negative interactions or not as beneficial or healthy reactions as one would like. So, I always um, recommend you have a list of what you want to bring. You always have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish with meeting with this TA. You want to make sure that you are um, that you can keep consistently talking to the TA to make sure that you're doing everything okay, uh, well, and properly. And also know that if you feel like that you can't get in touch with the TA or you feel like you're hitting a wall, you can talk to the professor. Or if you feel like that you want to see the work done by the teaching assistant, you can request, like, hey, can I see the notes that you made like while checking out my um, my document? And that's okay, you can do that. It's um, our job is basically to edit and ensure that you get a good grade and we have to show our work as well. So I recommend that if you're scared about anything or if you're 
flatly just embarrassed that you got a poor mark, that's fine. Our job is to help. So, and uh, quite frankly, we've been there. <laughs> so just, um, there's no perfect. I've done that before. I've been there. And even though I, I myself hated it when I was doing it, I think one of the most beneficial things was um, talking to people, getting help rather than just grinding it out and not managing your time effectively because um, that will hurt you long-term. All right. There's no question about that. It's, um, and if you want to get the marks that you deserve, because we're all very intelligent people, uh, all very intelligent, beautiful, outgoing, very talented people. I think that at the end of the day that you should want to get the marks that are deserving of that. But all you got to do is just, uh, you have to make sure that you have the tactics and the wisdom to know when to ask for that help or even demand the help that you need. So there we go. Yeah, some solid points there. Uh, definitely, you know, mm -hmm. just becoming uh, a better student by being prepared, speaking with people that can help you grow as a student and learn more is bottom line. Exactly. I mean, heck, like this is one of the best schools in all of Canada. I mean, <laughs> you might as well like, uh, yeah, you, there's really great resources here. There's great people. There's, uh, and at the end of the day, I mean, the, you're all kind of the, some of the best of the best that our country has to offer. So I think that you should all take pride in knowing that there's the resources and the know-how to kind of reflect that. So, um, but yeah, I, if you ever feel like stunted in that, just know that uh, we've all been there. We, I also understand that the whole mental health uh, aspect of it is is not beneficial at all. So if you feel like you're stuck, you can talk to a teaching assistant about your work. You you can. It, it's the same thing as let's say, um, well, I don't know. Maybe that that's a little too personal for a lot of people. But it's uh, looking after your work starts with talking to somebody about getting help, and a teaching assistant's definitely not a bad um, place to start. You can go to the teaching assistant, then you go to the professor, and then you can formulate a plan to do better. I mean, that's um, that's really all it is. So, I mean, um, oh well. Anyway, sorry. I just I'm very happy to to have been able to help out a little bit. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. You're definitely a person that likes to help people. So it's oh, it's amazing you. to see. Uh, you don't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I just um yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's a it's a job at the end of the day, and I'm glad I'm able to help do it for people. And I think that's um I, I think pretty much everyone's had maybe not a stellar um um reaction or relation with a, a teaching assistant. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's really beneficial just to do a few things. Um, okay, uh, just to kind of set, uh, end off, I guess we can just do a quick checklist. So uh, number one, um, I'll give you kind of a quick kind of list of tactics to use when interacting with TAs. So number one, um, introduce yourselves and meet them first day. Just always talk with them. I recommend that uh, when you go into a class, the teaching assistants, uh, even though you're working together and it's kind of a business relationship, they're still there to help you out. They can, they can be your friends. Just know that for a fact. Two, it's okay to feel embarrassed. It's okay to feel humiliated even, actually. I think there was a one situation where I uh, got like a, my first F ever, I think, on a, um, um, uh, on a test, actually. I think it was a midterm. And I went in to speak to the professor and the teaching assistants and we worked around it so I could actually get a solid passable grade. I think I got a B minus on that one. So, um, so there's that. Number three, um, you, if you feel like you're stuck and you feel like you can't, if you feel like you're, let's say, only getting slightly helpful information from a teaching assistant, 
uh, talk to the professor and ask, or, or even talk to the teaching assistants, say, I'd like to talk to the person in the Marcus and I want further information. Because if you feel like you should have gotten a higher grade or you felt like that you're stuck, you can ask for the teaching assistant to show their logic or the work. You don't have to be stuck and stymied by the fact that I'm completely stuck with this one grade, but I feel like it deserved a higher grade. You can you can challenge it by talking to the prof or anything like that. Um, um, uh, yeah, I've had several situations where I've actually went in to speak to a professor and showed my work and I've explained why I think I should have gotten this grade instead. And I got a higher grade because of it, because I explained my, my uh, perspectives and you know even professors can make mistakes or like think that you're trying to say something else rather than saying this um number five when going into a teaching assistant kind of meeting i always recommend that you have a checklist in your head or even write it down like write down what you're trying to accomplish with this ta uh, are you trying to get a higher grade are you trying to um figure out some tactics are you trying to figure out a thesis it, it can be anything but i highly recommend just making sure you take maybe 10 15 minutes out of your day and uh, think about what you want to talk about with this teaching assistant or even a professor that's actually a good um that's a good technique for anybody to use um uh number six i recommend that you want to be really blunt with the type of help you want so for example, I talked to Joel a little about this one technique called source mining. And source mining is basically this, uh, um, you know, you have, to, you have to do it specifically. And like, you have to do it within like the, the type of formatting for sources and citing uh, with your paper. But essentially it means that you just go to larger scale places such as Wikipedia, you go to the very bottom and you start checking out all the sources that are available. Now you have to, you have to understand that they have to be done in a specific way and you have to source them in a specific way as well, like depending on your course, but all that information is still valid if it's, um, if it's high quality enough. So you can definitely save a bit of time, check out those sources, go to the actual source books so you can read, let's say the Google books uh, information that is there. And you can, if it's uh, relevant enough information for your paper, you can use it. Um, now um, keep in mind that this is like all based around like your own research and information but um you should never want to source directly from wikipedia or youtube they're kind of like if that that's kind of the equivalent of sourcing um joel you know joel's paper for your own paper it that's the problem you know it's not uh it, this the information you're drawing your information from isn't um professional enough which is which is okay you know i mean it happens and uh I guess finally, it's, um, I guess my final point I wanna kind of say is that uh, you should all have fun with regards to this. You know, you, you should kind of go into it excited with the course content you're going in. If you feel bored or if you feel kind of worn out or if you feel confused, that's fine. I mean, like, heck, I mean, just know that your feelings are valid if you feel like that you're confused, but you should also know that you have to think, okay, why am I feeling like this? Why am I not feeling like I'm getting the, um, at this, um, drive like I once did you can talk to a teaching assistant about that you can say hey I, I just feel weird I felt like that uh, even though I've gotten a decent ish mark on these um on these uh let's say quizzes I just feel like I'm not in the right mindset to do better do you have any tips like that and that's fine you know I mean, if anything I think teaching assistants are more um uh relatable because they're all students that are relatively closer to younger students ages and it's not as awkward as let's say going to a professor and saying hey I just feel really weird I don't know how to handle this I kind of almost view teaching assistants as the stepping stone to get to that point if you really need it but 
I think that going to teaching assistant first um, isn't a bad idea if you feel awkward about asking for that kind of help. But um, just know that um, those are kind of a quick kind of seven-ish points to maybe uh, take away from this. If you took more away from that, then that's phenomenal. Um, I know that was just kind of me going off of my um, like hands. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm glad I was able to kind of help out and bring out all the that information and stuff like that without overwhelming people. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Austin, for coming on today. Definitely. Very enlightening. Yeah, thanks, Joel. I really appreciate that. Uh, um, by the way, don't worry. You're going to do really well as well with the re rest of your stuff. Um, like, because uh, I guess like the final point I want to kind of ask real quick is, um, would you say like, um, let's see, would you say that I missed anything? I guess, like, do you feel like deep down, like as someone that's like kind of a student, would you say all the stuff I brought out makes you kind of hopeful for like how you're going to treat like uh, future stuff? Or do you feel like that, uh, um, that some of this information may have been like, Oh, that's obvious. I should have known that beforehand or something like that. Or like, Oh, that's, I don't know. I, I just want to see like how valid you view this info. That's all. Absolutely. This is helpful. I had a, I had an older brother that was, I was able to learn from where, he went to university, he met with TAs and he has like phenomenal grades because he put the work in, but he also met with TAs. So I, with that, he went through first, he learned this information that we're, people are learning right now that are listening to this. Mm -hmm. So I had that, well, there's a plethora of people that have never had that, that older, older person that's gone through it to tell them, Hey, this is, you should go to your TAs. They're there to help you. So if, if someone's able to hear what we said today, a lot mm -hmm. of people might not know that you're able to meet with a TA. Honestly, I knew some people in first year that were like, I was like, okay, I'm going to meet with my TA. They're like, you're allowed to do that. So yeah. like, hearing mm -hmm. something like this might actually benefit a ton of people. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm actually really excited to about that um, because I just love the idea that I'm able to help somebody out. I mean, like uh, nothing's more like, um, if I'm going to be completely honest, if nothing's more cathartic to hear than from somebody saying that I'm extremely proud of the help of God, or like I've, I'm extremely proud of the mark of God and the information I received. It's like nothing is more cathartic to hear than that. If you're, let's say uh, someone like myself and that's, they're trying to help out like uh, people that are um, struggling perhaps a little bit, like nothing is more cathartic than that. I just know that for a fact. It's uh, it's um, it can be at times a stressful gig, but at the same time, it's an extremely rewarding gig too. More so than just money. It's also just, you know, you're, you're helping people that need help. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Um, do you have any other questions, by the way, Joel? Do you think you're all set and good to go? I'm, I'm good. All right. You got everything out you want to say? Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think. I, I know I threw a lot at you guys. <laughs> I, uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, uh, one thing I want to talk about real quick is um, if you're if you feel like, let's say you're hitting a wall uh, with regards to, because I've actually seen this in the past before, where you've gone to, um, gone to a professor, you've gone to a teaching assistant, you get confused, you go to SAS and you're trying to get help as well. But sometimes you, like, it, you might feel confused or frustrated the, with the way you're getting help. You feel like that this is not doing it for me. And that's okay. Just know that deep down, if you're like, let's say, I'm not getting the help I need. I don't know why it's not working. You can ask yourself, okay, well, how do I best receive help? 
All right, it's okay to say I best receive help when I'm in a social situation and it's less stressful when we're having coffee. Or I prefer having help when we actually make a schedule and we meet every single week and we talk about A, B, C, D, F, G. Or, you know, I mean, uh, stuff like that. It's totally okay to, to say I prefer meeting or I prefer getting this kind of help in this kind of way because that's that's healthy. That's fine. You know, I just... Uh, but at the same time, you have to understand that that takes some time to fully understand. So if you feel frustrated and you feel stunted, that's that's part of the process, all right? Even it's just growing pains that really suck, you know. But um, you know, just just be willing to ask yourself, how do I best uh, receive this kind of help, and how would I uh, best benefit with using this time I'm allocating to this? And that's good, you know. You can make your own work ritual. You can go to the gym, go get a coffee, start writing, or you can wake up in the morning, just work a bunch and then like uh, go for a run or something like that. You can, then afterwards, you can all just go out for pints afterwards, wake up and be like, all right, I'm ready to go. And it's, uh, yeah, I just know for a fact that all the, that kind of stuff, that all those processes, completely valid. And uh, there's no real wrong way of doing this. So that's, just know that for a fact that you shouldn't be such a pain on yourself or you shouldn't be really hard on yourself because, you know, this stuff takes time, you know, you'll, you'll find your own groove, it'll happen. Um, so just know for a fact, don't be hard on yourself if you're not doing something a way that you think you should be doing, because you know what you're doing. It's just, it takes some time to figure it out completely. That's all. So, yeah. Yeah. Just try, just trust the pro that yeah, trust the process. The process. <laughs> you get that out. There you go. Trust the process. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Well, Awesome. Thanks very much. Awesome for coming in again. Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate your time to listen to uh, an ancient man ramble. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to CFRC 101.9 FM. That was Austin Wild, a teaching assistant here at Queens University. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.